Game of Thrones is back and it's all the rage. I didn't get to see the first episode yet. I know RX did, but we're gonna talk about war. We're gonna talk about strategy and we're gonna talk a little bit about the council that you keep. It's gonna get real interesting and I'm gonna pose you guys, the audience, two very important questions. But before we get into that, we're gonna talk about Laura Ingram. We've went to bat for Laura Ingram in the past against LeBron James and uh, I thought she was right in that whole little debacle, but now she, try to get at Nipsey Hussle and we got to stop the buck right there because plain and simple was ignorant. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging With Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging With Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap slash hip-hop music, go to all major streaming music platforms and type in Audio Apes. It truly is the best. That was that was your cue for it truly is the best, but right? you, 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 you <laughs> fucked it up. So I saw I said your point. Right. I said it really is the best. No, what do you say? It really is the best or it truly is the best? You don't even fucking know. Even, Let's go. Yeah, right? <laughs> it so, comes from the heart. <laughs> so Game of Thrones, everybody's talking about it. I know not everybody's into Game of Thrones, but but uh I, I've been <sighs> thinking a lot of lately about uh, adversity and like different things like that so i want to get into that. i think it's going to be real interesting yeah. like you know and i think we're going to pose some really good questions to the audience but before that let's get into this laura ingram thing because i think that was kind of fucked up and i don't think it's really making as much waves as it should but i think that's because people are broaching it kind of ignorant like michael rapaport did yeah. and i think that like it should be broached with a lot more political savvy than than what it is but like a, a quick uh and a brief overview of the situation so on laura ingram's show she did a segment where she was talking about the death of Nip Nip nipsey hustle well more specifically the funeral of nipsey hustle and how thousands were gathered for his funeral now mind you the whole time that she was doing her her segment she had a very like smug disposition about her she was she looked smug. She had a face and like she was approaching the whole thing like very lighthearted, which uh, whatever. And as a reporter, that's your prerogative, how you want to approach it. But this is where like the ignorance stems. And you got to remember if I don't know how many episodes it was ago, but we went to bat for Laura Ingram when she had that debacle with LeBron James about the whole shut up and dribble. And yeah. really, in reality, she did body LeBron James yeah. because yeah. like if you're really, you know, about like what you're saying you're about, she invited you on her show, like you can debate. But with this situation, her whole thing and like why she like approached the whole thing lightheartedly and like kind of chuckled and like, <coughs> like just went about everything in a joking manner was because Nipsey Hussle was featured on a YG song called FDT, which is F Donald Trump. And as you know, Laura Ingram, she works for Fox News, and Fox News, they're, they're, they're biased, they lean right, and so they're obviously supporters of Donald Trump. Now, 
with that being said, with that being said, she is doing the very thing that Fox and plenty of the right have criticized the left so much of in the past, which is which is being ideological about this shit. No, like the fact of the matter is like there's the First Amendment, right? You get to say whatever you want. And while you may not agree with the message, it's a little bit disingenuous to to look at the topic and be like, oh, well, he made this song. So like, you know, I'm going to treat this like, why should I really care about this? But and you're just like passing up everything good that the person does. It, it, it's the same exact thing in the times that like we when we when we defended Judge Kavanaugh, like when they were going against him, all that stuff. Like It's like, no, like this. It's not right to do that. Yeah. Not only that, but the fact that. Everyone grows up in a certain environment and what you so you're going to be judgmental of the person because they grow up in a certain envi- environment. So we we've always went to bat for people when they say, oh, oh, dude has white privilege. Oh, he's had privilege his whole life. Just like like f- someone from Fox could look at Nipsey's. Oh, well, that's some dude that's a crip that that talks shit about Donald Trump. And then she said it was his song. So th- then even even when you mentioned the song, you're not even well, well informed about yeah, it. You're 100%. not well versed. Well, I mean, come on, get on your A game because because then that makes you look look how you said smug, yeah. And, and it's like for what he did in the short of, uh, span of time, and, and like the like the programs, even the music. Like, did you even bother to hear his album, listen to his music, what type of artist he is, or did you just see fuck Donald Trump? Oh yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Fuck dude. Yeah. Oh, mi- uh, thousands were gathered for his funeral, but he. But he didn't think about what Donald Trump has done for the black community. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I, I rock with that. Like, I see what you're saying. And, like, the st- we have the statistics to back up that a lot has been done for the black community. Yeah. And I'll even be the first to say that I don't agree with the message of the song. But I will fight for a person's right yeah. to say whatever the fuck they want to say on a song, even if I don't agree with it. Because that's, that's like, the most important thing. Yep. That's why that shit's the First Amendment, like the freedom of speech. And that's where I feel that they should, they sh- she should have known better because the right has been attacked on the on the yes free speech thing. Like, you, you, you know, like you got the Ben Shapiro's, the you know people coming into into DePaul University and oh well you can't you can't come here or Berkeley, you know what I'm saying? It's like you should know better than to than to criticize someone for saying something that they feel let them say it and then from there it's like then you could do the whole the way you did lebron like oh we'll use his words against him oh well really this this, and that this this, and that but but to just characterize someone and and not look at like the whole broad spectrum of things you know what i'm saying like imagine for a second if we did that like you know what i'm saying like oh because our our political views lean more towards the right right Means all oh, wow, well, Jay Z. I can't listen to Jay Z. Oh, I can't listen to Eminem. I can't listen to Pusha T. Man, I can't listen to fucking uh, Tupac. I can't listen to you know, like uh, what type of world? I oh, I'm not gonna watch any fucking Hollywood movie. Yeah, like yeah. it's just not a realistic. It's not way a realistic to look at things. world. And like you're, um, you're not you're not taking in the culture. You're not taking in the culture yeah. and 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 making your own assessment of it. What 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 was it that I I read recently? I've been reading so much lately, like I really don't know the source of this, but it but in in was it the subtle art of of, of not giving a fuck? 
because I've I, I've been rereading that. But if what is it about? But but mm-hmm. no, but yeah, but the concept is, it's the mark of an intelligent person to be able to entertain an idea without accepting it. And it and I Maybe. think and, and I think that's very true. Like yeah. it is the mark of an intelligent person to entertain an idea without accepting it. Like. If you're going to do a segment, listen to his music. Doesn't mean that you have to agree with all the messages. It doesn't mean, but like you're actually digesting culture and making your own assessment of it. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is like when you do that, you are, you become no better than the person, than the people that you so adamantly always criticize. Yep. Yep. You're like, you're like almost like on some safe space shit. Oh, I don't like him because he said, fuck Donald Trump. I don't like that. Like, all right, well, there's a lot to like we can unpack with this you know and see the thing is that would have been a moment to show how well-rounded you are really like to, Absolutely, to be like wow 100 instead we gotta do it right yeah <laughs> like like from the stem from the stem programs to the to the helping the neighborhood to this this and that and and for the fact that like he wasn't even like a huge huge rapper and he already had like such a cult following that he was able to fill out this the, the staple center should speak volumes and should probably make you want to research that shit you know what i'm saying like 100 percent. and then also th- the idea of you can easily say yes like rap is not my preferred genre of music but this guy in in you know the research and in the reporting that has been done we see that he wasn't like no regular rapper like he wasn't just like the everyday yeah. guy that would have been like wow <coughs> whoa like that's 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 like when you see something like that like a reporter like approach something like that it's like very you admire it yeah yeah you know and and so i agree with you 100 that would have been a great opportunity for her to garner more respect and also like maybe garner respect from a different audience yeah because yes because just the same way that that made traction like like her like laughing and being smug about it just like the reputation and for like who people think she already is since like the whole LeBron James shut up and dribble shit and all of that. If she would have approached the situation like that, I think it would have also made waves like, whoa, like Laura Ingram, like, okay, maybe we were, we were wrong about her. You know what I'm saying? She's in the streets. No, <laughs> no, but seriously. I agree. <laughs> man, yo, yo, y'all see Laura Ingram down the street the other day. <laughs> man, I fucks with her. Before I go on, I apologize for coughing and sneezing so much. Yeah, man, you're fucking dying. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down with a cold, so I, we gotta, we gotta do this regardless. So just in case, you know, I'm sorry. So sometimes I'm like coughing or whatever. That's what, that's what it is. But to add to that point, this is why I have Fox, CNN, MSNBC. Like I have, so, like I have a, a wide network, and that's what's so beautiful about uh, the, the Apple phones, the iPhones. Is that now that they have that that little like news app, you get to put everything. You could customize like what you want on your feed, absolutely. And just as much as as we've criticized CNN for for like preferring to do certain articles, it is very funny when everything is when something good goes uh, good for Trump. Fox is the first one to jump on it. When something bad happens for Trump, CNN is the first. So you do see the bias in both, and that's why one hundred percent. Yeah, as an individual, you have to to be well rounded. You have to understand that you cannot get your source, you know, material just from one news outlet. Not not in today's day and age. Nah. You know? And, nah. and, and I mean, <clears throat> that's also the reason why I respect, 
because as I was driving, sometimes I would just put like shuffle on, on the phone for the music just to see what I hear. But I haven't heard something in a while. And uh, Yay versus the People came came uh-huh. on. And that was such an amazing, well-rounded song that has two point of views. And it's yeah. just a conversation between two guys who are on the opposing end of of a political debate. One 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 is pro-Trump, the other one's not, you know? Yeah. And, and it should be more of that and, and more of a, like a study of why a why a person is is big or why a person is wrong or why why a person is right but i think it, it it's it's a very lazy journalism absolutely and then and then also it it kind of goes into the whole weakness of pandering to the kind of to the fringe yeah so for instance and and i actually was having a conversation with somebody recently and like the conversation kind of started like uh, him and I we were talking about like the the like the 2008 crisis and oh because it was one of those things where I was t- I acknowledged that while like I didn't think like Obama policy wise like was a great president I did acknowledge that he inherited some like kind of shitty things like he inherited two wars he inherited the whole like uh the the economy the the 2008 the the, the bailout like he inherited stuff. I don't think that he handled those things well, but I did like acknowledge the fact that he he didn't inherit a good situation. Yeah. It wasn't like like Bush Senior, like what he inherited with Reagan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. no, nah, you inherited some shit. But I mean, I, I still think as a president, like it's your duty to work it out. Like Bush Jr., Bush Jr. inherited a decent economy, American economy, but like a horrible foreign situation like our positioning yeah in, like yeah. foreign affairs was awful so it's one of those things where where you <coughs> you you gotta you gotta figure it out and then like mm. trump he inherited bad on both bad foreign and bad economy so this is one of those things where where um in 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 talking about this stuff you you gotta be you gotta be knowledgeable about it because and the reason why you gotta be knowledgeable about it is because if you're not you will only appeal to the fringe because now you're just looking for people that are looking for sound bites. Yes. Sound bites of, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, build the wall. Like, yeah, yeah send the spicks <laughs> back. Like, it's like, man, you fucking moron. Like, you don't know what the yeah. fuck you're talking about. Like, send them back. Send them back. They took their jobs. My mother's my sister. <laughs> 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 that shit was like a little funny soundbite from uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> but but it, it is one of those things yeah. where it's like, nah, like be, be educated about it mm-hmm. and like approach it because it, appealing to the fringe that's very dangerous oh hell yeah that's very dangerous it's and 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 just like like appealing to the fringe on like the white nationalist side it's bad just like appealing to the fringe on like the black lives matter side because and i was telling this person that too i was like like i don't there's a lot of black lives matter that i don't agree with like like yeah. i don't agree with like the 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 socialist communist like backdrop of their of their of Movement. their beliefs yeah. you know and then their the fringe of black lives matter is on some like oh yeah fuck the police kill the police type shit no yeah. no that's fucking moronic too but where i do what i do see validity in some of their arguments is how in some major cities especially in chicago and i know this from experience and i know you know this from experience yeah. a lot of the police treat people horribly yeah 
They treat people like like no mother. You forgot you work for me. Yeah. I don't work for you. Like Fucking scumbags. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like and so it's one of those things where it's like all right, well, and I'm and now granted, I don't, I don't. This is it's this, an individual thing. It's not a, a whole group. Right, type of right. Thing, yeah. It's not a whole, but but we have we've experienced it, and then, yeah. and I and it and it was funny because. I recently I had got I was uh I was going to to Indiana. This was like some some weeks ago. I was going to Indiana and I got I I got pulled over by a, a an Indiana state trooper. And dude, the difference between like how like I was treated there versus how I've been treated in 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 the city. Yeah. Day and night, like the the guy was like you know very understanding. He was like, all right, sir, you know I pulled you over. Very courteous, all that. That's the way you're supposed to be yeah. as an officer. Now it's one of those things where, like, if if the the flip the switch is flipped, like, oh, you see yourself in danger, or like you see that like this this person and this vehicle match a description of like a crime or whatever, then you handle it accordingly. <coughs> yeah. But you don't just treat people like shit just off of off that. Like you don't do that. Yeah, and I feel the disconnect is the fact that. There's no sense of community between the police and the community that they serve. It's like it's like a real clear divide. Yeah. Like, what does it kill you to be like, you know, as you're driving around, you see some kids. Oh, what's up? This, this, and that. You know, be careful. Like, you know, like just creating a rapport. Yeah, like like you know. how you would see like in those older shows, like Andy Griffith and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like more of a sense of community. Like, hey, you know what's going on? Like you know like yeah. communication but it but but be, but the reason why that doesn't exist anymore is cuz there's a lot of fear yeah there's a fear like i'm and on both sides you got the fear and our and, cultural divide because Laura Ingram could have just as easily mentioned oh he was about to meet with LAPD but she she chose not to but that's because oh like he don't agree with me cuz he said fuck Donald Trump so right. obviously this is and right, it's like, well, let's get past that. Right, and, and and the cultural, the but see, the significance of the cultural divide is not the fact that the cultural divide exists. The significance is that like you want to maintain it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like those that seek to maintain it, because there are cultural divides, and we've talked about that plenty of times on on this show. Yeah. Where like we have friends that culturally, like we are very different from them, but you could see that these people don't seek. For that divide to maintain, they they don't try to preserve that divide. Like, oh, now nah, fuck that. Like, nah, like I'm not gonna laugh with these people. I'm not gonna break bread with these people because yeah. well, you have people that are like that. Like, then yeah. no, I'm not, I won't break bread with these people. I yes. won't. It, it it's stupid and it's ignorant, but you gotta acknowledge the fact that these people exist. Oh, they do. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then you know, I was watching. Uh, it was an interview where Morgan Freeman was like, "Well, I'm not an African American. I'm an American." Right. Like I I don't know anything about Africa. Cuz like, I'm I'm an American from, yeah. <laughs> Big Morgan getting busy. <laughs> he got busy. No, and I thought about that. I was like, "Oh, this whole time I you know, I've said I've said it before. I've heard it before." And it's like that even that is kind of divisive in the sense that like isn't this country like are you American? Like what does it have to oh, I'm Mexican American. I'm Puerto Rican American. I'm African American. Well, no, why don't we just skip the whole pleasantries and just fucking <laughs> American because that's what we are. And and I didn't think about that until he mentioned it. And then and then I think there was another interview with um uh Denzel Washington where he was talking about like like the actors how they're like oh I guess they were talking about how like why why certain directors don't use certain actors or certain races and then he was he was kind of mentioning well martin sorsese he kind of 
gravitated towards maybe like the mafia movies. Like those are the ones where he was he's known for. Yes. And then and then he mentioned uh, I forgot the the other director. Oh yeah, um, Steven Spielberg. He did Schindler's List, right? Yeah. He said, yeah, you know, if you switch them out, they could probably make the same movie just as good, but they gravitated towards what they knew. So it's like, yeah, and I was like, damn. He's like, so so it's like when you say, oh, that's a race. There's a race divide there. Well, no, I think that's more of a cultural thing because even white people have cultural things. Like if you're Polish. And this guy's Irish and the other guy's, you know, I think it's more of a cultural thing. Yeah. Like, just like there was there there was some uproar recently about Jordan Peele talking about future endeavors. And he was like, he was like, no, nah. he's like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't cast a white guy in my movie. He's like, I just don't know if I would cast a white guy as the lead yeah. because... I forgot what he said. Something along the lines of like, I don't know what that movie looks or that movie's been done already or something along the lines. And people had the nerve to get mad, but it's like, no, just like you, I would not get mad if like a a director hired an all white and an an all white cast. I don't get mad if a dude hires all black cast or all Mexican cast. Like that's the problem is like you're, you're seeking to, to because see, okay. Because people could say, oh, well, that not that a little hypocritical? You just said not to seek to maintain yeah. the cultural divide. No, it's how you look at that and, 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 and if you interpret it as a cultural divide rather than as this person's art. Yeah. They're, 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 they're handling their art like in, in a realm that's comforting <coughs> and like that they know it's their niche. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. People look at the wrong things for the wrong reasons. And and that's the thing with this, especially. And, and the thing is, and what's more important about it is the fact that Laura Ingram, she's a reporter. You're not an artist. You're a reporter. Yeah. Your job is to inform. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So this is not really about like your taste in music or like what you prefer to hear or not to hear. This is about the facts. And I would imagine as a reporter, it's worth looking into like, why is this guy's death so impactful? Like, what? Let me look into this because I don't want to look like a stupid bitch on the air, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and so, like, you know, I, I found, I just found that kind of, it's just, it was disingenuous and it was just like, nah, like, you know, we got to be better than that. Now, granted, that shit happens way more on the left side of politics than it does on the right. Like on the right, like they, and plus that's Laura Ingram. She works for Fox. I'm not like knocking her or whatever, but, but, but right now Fox, they're kind of like, um, it's real, like, uh, it's not very thought provoking shit. Yeah. Yeah. You, Cause like, I was going to say it's not, uh, yeah, I guess that's the best way to say it. Like, it's, it's not like br- like the like Breitbart or like some of the shit you get from Infowars. Even though, let me disclaimer, Infowars is like kind of unhinged. Yeah, yeah. But but it, it's it's at least it's thought provoking. Like, there's it provokes thought and like you to Especially, think about uh, things. <clears throat> Paul Joseph. Uh, Paul Joseph Watson. I I love his videos because he breaks it down and yeah. kind of you know he critiques it and it's at times could be harsh, but. It's a it's a factual harsh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So and, I, I and like him not to mention what's what's interesting is um it's actually I have it saved in, in my favorites playlist for uh for YouTube. 
it's one of my it's one of my favorite playlists. I mean, it's one of my favorite videos, and it's in my favorites playlist. But the seventeen ninety one L video where they they uh, they pretty much say how Ben Shapiro is wrong about rap. And oh like, yeah, and like they yeah. break it down like that. To me, that well, yeah. Have you ever seen, that is yeah. exactly oh like like what's needed like with so much tone death stuff, and that to me is tone death because you see. People say, "Oh, it's so fucking tone deaf." It, I'm so upset, yeah. and it's just like like dumb shit. Yeah. Now this because it's important because like a lot of people look at that genre and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh man, that's that's horrible." And in in their defense, there is a lot of garbage, yeah. a whole lot of garbage. But there are some like crazy ass like philosophical tenets in rap that it's like, whoa. That that far surpass pop music and rock music. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's the themes there, that you don't even like because you don't like rap. You, you're kind of missing out. Yeah. Like, this is some some thought provoking philosophical psychological well, shit. Well, well, think about think about some of the things that we have said about incels and like MGTOW and like Instagram models and like that like that side of things and yeah. then think about a song like Mona Lisa and like how it it kind of all of those things, it tackles it in the song. Yeah, like it, yeah. it touches <laughs> yep. on those things. Like you know, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. and that's my point. Is like sometimes it's worth it to look at it at very least like art. Because for instance, <coughs> I don't know much about like Picasso's paintings or Leonardo da Vinci's paintings. Yeah. I know of these people, but I don't know them. And 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 I'm so. I lack so much in in that area that I can't even like name really any other artists that like people that paint and stuff because yeah. like it's just not my thing. Yeah. But if I was taken to a museum or I went to a museum where that shit was there, I would be open minded to be like like and the person explaining it to me, I would be like, oh, like so yeah, he when he painted this, he was going through this and he was thinking this. Yeah. I would and 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 who knows if maybe by that person explaining this to me I'd be like fuck like love this shit I, yeah like I want to like, I want to yeah. see more of it like I want to know what's to this because now yeah. I see why people get, like it but that takes a level of open mindedness now yeah. I'm not saying for Laura Ingram to do all that yeah. but I'm just saying do no, your job she should do it <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying do your job yeah and do it do it exceptionally yeah exactly and and that should be something that everyone strives for but i mean we'll see we'll see that that is a problem though not only with her because like have if you've seen ben shapiro break down movies and music he's certain stuff he, he does like no he's not very good at it yeah especially movies with music i could see certain things that he talks about how like everything is like so like it, it kind of promotes like especially like right now like pop music promotes like just being like ignorant i guess yeah and then he'll break that down but but definitely not the guy i would go to for that and sometimes i just like yeah <laughs> like if, if i could like to shake my head emoji yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying or the one where like the little emoji person has the face like yeah. has the hand on his face yeah it's just like man just just please don't just yeah. stop yeah. even for the experts yeah definitely so real decent um glad we got that out of the way now let's get into some 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 uh, interesting philosophical things. Game of Thrones is back; it's all the rage. Everybody's talking about it, and one of the things I like most about that show, 
why like I said I didn't see the the first episode of this season but I am caught up other than uh, uh, besides that the first seven seasons and I really always dug the strategy like everything how everything plays out and everything like that yeah and you know and then it's like cool like doing like little character analysis and and like breaking everything down and seeing like what you think this character would do in this situation it's yeah. a pretty well written show in terms of that stuff like it, yeah. it's pretty well written so now with that a lot of times you know my mind like i kind of i have a, a wild imagination so like i put myself in 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 certain positions but also even like taking away the 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 Im- imaginative positioning of being like in a world like game of thrones just in everyday life you face adversity not every day you face adversity but in your like regular everyday life at times you will face adversity yeah and this concept that i've been thinking of lately this concept of like who is your counsel like who are the people that you have in your life that you feel thrive th- during peacetime and what i mean like not them as individuals thrive but they help you thrive during peacetime yeah. and then who are the people in your life that help you thrive during wartime now when i say wartime i don't necessarily mean like you're going to like a real war yeah i mean like you're facing adversity in your life you have a problem you have you have you're, you're going through something adversity yeah so Last night, like, I, and I was thinking about this last night, and so I posed that question to my mom, and she was like busy, like, like doing paperwork and stuff, so she didn't have time to like answer that it and then that moment, but she said she thought about it, and she said like it was like a very thought provoking question, because she was like, and like two things that she realized was that like one, like she kind of remembered the fact that like you know like her her brother had passed away and like he was like one of the main ones that she would have had like for wartime yeah and then secondly she's like in analyzing like the people in her life she recognized <coughs> that there aren't many wartime people yeah. that wartime it's harder to find wartime people and so i pose the question to you and to the audience can you pick an equal amount of wartime counsel and peacetime council, so like two and two, three and three, four and four, five and five, doesn't have to doesn't have to be five, but it should be more than one on on each side. So on, on wartime and peacetime. And what kind of person do you think you are? I already know what kind of person yeah. you are, but I want to know what you think you are. All right. Um, let me see. So shit. I kind of feel a little bit easier the wartime. I don't know why. <laughs> no, yeah, you definitely are a wartime yeah. person. Yeah. No, and I even like picking people. I feel like wartime. I feel more like I could pick quick. Well, really? You, oh, you really? I, I think. I think. Well, I, at least like. Well, maybe, the but that, that maybe because you are a wartime person, so you yeah. recognize it. Because peacetime, that I, I would fuck. That's gonna be hard. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna start with wartime, so I could think. So with you would be wartime. Actually, surprisingly. For for as as I haven't known him for a while, but like Habib's probably wartime. Yeah, that's I was <laughs> like <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. So Habib's, you out here? <laughs> um, Vince is a very good devil's advocate. So I, I might not. Ag- I'm, I mostly always never agree with him, but he'd be kind of like a good 
juxtaposition to because you don't want too many like-minded so yeah, like on the that's other interesting yeah so i'd probably pick him because he's very good at playing devil's advocate so then it makes us kind of like oh wait he, a minute. he yeah he will make you he will put you in the perspective of like what the enemy is thinking yeah yeah and definitively like It'll kind of help you define if you're right or if you're like somewhere in the right place. Yeah. Um, Big Baby because he's very honest. So like again, like he'll say how how he feels about certain things, and he won't like hold any. He, he won't hold back. Yeah, he won't go easy on you. So yeah, just because like you're a friend or yeah. So so like I like that. So so ba basically, Vince and him would kind of serve as like the people that kind of bring a little more. Re I I don't want to say we're, I'm not realistic, but like maybe another side that maybe I'm not seeing or maybe I'm not thinking about. Oh, I, this I don't think this you know. And then maybe I'll feel like oh well why? And then I'll start asking questions. So and oh and my dad. <laughs> yeah. So. That's how I say. That's like, so easy. That yeah, was like, easy. And and I think that's something like we, like that that we we've like like the the having that in common. It's interesting because like my dad one hundred percent wartime. Yeah. I think dude don't know what to do in peacetime. Right. Like, he's so worried. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Help! Yeah, like my dad is definitely wartime. But what's funny is my mom is definitely peacetime. Yeah. Peacetime all the way. Like, but which is good because like this is the thing that's important about it. Sometimes I think people they'll get the notion that like. Oh, well, wartime people are stronger than peacetime. No, not necessarily because, see, it's not good to only thrive when you're at war. Like, you want to yeah. be able to thrive when you're at peace. Like, for instance, I, like, I liken it, I liken it to, 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 to business. Yeah. I remember like when, with the last, with my last building, when like I had like the, that situation where I was having a hard time refinancing it. Yeah. And I remember, and and that's the, like where Habib's coming in because like like he helped like strategize some things. So now what was fun, what was interesting about that was interesting about that is like that was like that was for me like a war time because it's like well I want my money out like I don't like I did the work I did everything I I want to get my money out I don't want to leave it locked in there yeah. But now, so that's good. Like you have like somebody to help you strategize and navigate like that situation. But now the flip side of that is when, <laughs> when you get that, when you get that money out, if you don't have good peacetime counsel, you could be unwise with that money. Cause now, it, now you, your war is over like that. Well, that war is over. Yeah. But if you don't have good peacetime counsel, you might be like, oh, fuck it. Like I'm gonna blow it on hookers and blow and like, you know, and like lose your... You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. your peacetime council is not solid. Your peacetime council kind of is like the ones like, nah, like plan, plan, plan. And peacetime council can also help you be prepared and like in good standing, in good health, in good, in good mindset. So that when the war does come, it's like, all right, well, I'm prepared because my peacetime people have like. They've built me up during yeah. peacetime. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, so I don't want people to think that like, oh, wartime, like they're just the big badasses and the peacetime people are just like, no, that's not true at all. Yeah. You could even argue that to some, I could even see a legitimate argument that peacetime people are stronger than wartime people because unless like you live like a really, really tumultuous life, I would say, 
I mean, I would hope, I would pray that you're in peacetime more than you're in wartime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there are certain people that think wartime. And, like, I know and that's I... that's the only switch. Yeah, and I know, like, I am that person. Like, yeah. I am always kind of thinking, like, all right, well, like... If I face adversity with this, like if I if I have a challenge with that, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, you'd make a pretty good peacetime council too, though. I, I feel like yeah. like you and my dad would still translate well on the peacetime front. Like you guys would be able to adapt. Yeah. But primarily, I would say wartime. Yeah, but it's one of the yeah. It's like what what are the people better at? Be- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so and and so it's interesting. Now, what do you do, would you consider yourself a wartime or? I yeah, I probably wartime because like I always like to think like uh, that's why Tyrion. What we were talking about him earlier. That's why Tyrion is my favorite Game of Thrones character because like the way he maneuvered the Blackwater War, it was just oh, I'm a step ahead. I'm a step ahead. I'm a step ahead, and like and like he's kind of forced to because like his family didn't like him and like you're an imp. You, you fucking go to war. Yeah. So you're kind of forced to like. Um, he's like fuck. He's like Japan. You know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you had to make it work and make an economy out of like what what you had as land, and obviously that's why J- Japan does so well with technology and 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 stuff like that. And and even though they don't have like any anything else, um, then that's what Tyrion is. It's like oh well, now I got to think like a step ahead, a step ahead, a step ahead. So like I like to, I'd like to think that, um, if it was a wartime situation. It's like, okay, well, this is going to happen ahead. This is going to happen ahead. So this is, this is avenues that we have. So I, I feel more comfortable being a wartime council just because I feel like we've been in, I guess in that mindset a little longer. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I would say now. And like, and it's funny. Cause like, like going back to like, like peacetime people, for instance, like, definitely i see my mom as a peacetime person and it's funny because like you said big baby for wartime and i think you're probably more correct than i am because i saw i saw big baby as like more of a peacetime person but like after you kind of put the perspective i think you you're probably like more right than i am (laughs) when it comes to that um uh and uh, and then, you know and and this is and this is important. This Don't is what ask me the peace time. <laughs> and this is important. Like you know you know who is a like and again like we haven't like known this person as long, but who is a very like good peacetime person oh. is Matucci. Yeah, that, like, yeah, you were about yeah, to say that right. Yeah, like, yeah. He's a very good, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that's a solid peacetime person. That's a person that's like, <coughs> you know what? Like yes, like, only, we're, yeah. we're not in war right now, but like. Like you know, like the discipline, like the 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 way to conduct yourself during peacetime, and believe it or not, like one like adversity approaches, yeah. all of that stuff makes you makes you strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it, it, but but I want, and like I said, I want people to think about this because yeah. it's a very interesting little journey you take. Like, who are the people? Like, if I'm facing adversity, yeah, who do I go to? Who's my counsel? Who are the people that like if it's like a peaceful time and I'm just trying to prosper and grow? Who's my counsel? Yeah. And and maybe some of them are interchangeable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's not absolute. And like like I said, this is like a concept and somewhat of a theory that I just like recently started cultivating. But I found it like super interesting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's it makes you think too because you have to try and find a, a even amount because like that's really the only easy answer I had was Matucci. Like oh him probably. Everyone else. 
see, see, and that's why I say that you're kind of a hybrid because, like, for example, you know who was like a just one sided was Winston Churchill. That's why right after the situation, yeah, they got rid of the dude, yeah, because it's like he that was his strength that was good. But see, I don't feel like like if you were in a council like that, I don't th- I don't think that you would do bad moving forward. Like you just like switch up, s- switch up the the personnel and switch up the the mindset. So like you probably would fit both. So then it would probably be you, Matucci, fucking fuck. <laughs> it's hard. It's not yeah. easy. No, and, and honestly, yeah. honestly, it took my mom almost almost 24 hours to give me like a solid answer because because i saw i was like did you think about what i asked you and she's like yeah and she's like and you made me think of all this stuff and yeah. I, I was like i'm sorry but like the, right and, and but but Hol- it, holden seems like a guy a peacetime Inf- guy? yeah infrared yeah that's that's one of the producers we mess, mess with because because he's he's always cruise cruise is, oh, i think is yeah. a very good peacetime guy yep, yep yeah yeah cruise would definitely be a peacetime guy holden because because i um, he he's always looking at like the financial aspect of things, which I like. Obviously, like I try and good, do good with finances, but like the amount of information he has, kind of reminds me of uh, what's what's dude's name Tully or from uh, Game of Thrones, the heavy set dude that goes to the cit- Citadel. Yeah, um, I forgot his name. Yeah, but but like that's how Holden reminds me when it comes to the financial stuff because he'll be reading it. Oh yeah, this this and that, this this and that. Like he was breaking down like how Trump it, it, like certain stuff financially how like he's real smart with it like it's like he has an act for the finances stuff yeah so it seems like that would be kind of like during peacetime and there's no turmoil you want to focus on something like that he would be like a good person to talk to yeah to a certain degree cruise on a spiritual philosophical level yeah okay how should we go about this how should we do this um uh, Matucci, he's just a well-rounded guy when it comes to, to, to peacetime. So, like, just you'd probably be able to talk different things with him. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Yeah, and yeah. so I pose that same question to the audience. Who is your wartime and peacetime council? And who are you as an individual? How do you see yourself? And that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow. Uh, the numbers doing really, really crazy. Thank you guys so much. Yes. So, so much. You have no idea. Um, he's not playing every time he <laughs> says thank you for the numbers. It was ridiculous this, this month. No, what it's fantastic. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful. So thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday and, um, follow us on Twitter at hanging with apes. And it really helps us out. If you guys rate and review the show. So rate and review it on whatever app it is that you're listening to. Rate and review it. Give us some feedback. We really appreciate it. Share it on Facebook. We're out. Peace. Peace.